They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menzoir. Uh, you know what it's time for? It's time to get physical. I'm saying all the things that I know you like. Yeah. Making a good conversation. Mm-hmm, sounds good. Gotta handle you just right. What? You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Took you to an like Outback. Did you a suggestive movie? Like, There's I don't watch those movies. to talk about. Nope. Unless it's horizontally. Let's Please. get physical. What? Physical. No. I wanna get physical. That's enough. <laughs> you naughty. This naughty. song is dirty. <laughs> I don't think you could record this these I days. Don't, I'm gonna stick with Xanadu. <laughs> yes. It's much better. KT would agree. The roller skates make make all the difference. You know why we picked physical? Why? Because of Nick Shaw. Oh. Have you seen that guy? He is. He's, he's a, got like 12 abs. He's an Adonis. He is. He That's really right. Is. We have two abs between both of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both yours. I got one big, huge roly-poly. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Thoughts That Rock. It is your fave but just in case it's not, uh, we are uh, all about exchanging two pieces of advice that uh, hopefully changes your life, and we try to squeeze that into a knick-knack paddywhack. Which is about 30 minutes. We never get there. Oh. It's usually like 42 minutes well, on average. Long-winded guests. Mm-hmm. It's not our, Yeah, it's really not us. We blame <laughs> the guests for everything. This episode is sponsored by Certified Rockstar. What's that, Jim? Yeah, that's our own gig. Listen, we have a fully customized leadership training program. Yeah, we do. We've got a half day. Yep. We've got a full day. Full day. We say we have a virtual. We do. We don't really do it. No, nobody n- n- nobody look, signed up yet. Everybody wants they want the person. Yes. They want the person. Never mind. Let's get physical. Yes. You got to cho- go and check it out at certifiedrockstar.com. Listen, Thoughts That Rock help support Cannonball Kids mm-hmm. Cancer and their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who've run out of options. Yeah. Please go check them out online at cannonballkidscancer.org. And if you like the show. I do. Get on up and mosey. Um, you can't see me, but I'm letting my fingers do the walking down uh, the yellow pages to the Apple store or wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, give it a little five star rating, maybe a little word or two like amazing or beautiful or physical. Yeah, physical, whatever. First off, nobody says mosey and no? they don't use the yellow pages anymore. They don't? No. What? Apple, you can still use. Listen, we know how busy you are. And grabbing those little nuggets of wisdom that could really just change your life and amp things up. You know, mm-hmm. we understand. Yep. They're, they're hard to come by, they which are. is why yep. it does not even matter what you're doing right now. Because nope. I bet you're probably doing two things at once right now. Probably. You're listening to the show, yep. but you're probably doing something else. Probably. Like, I don't know, cleaning a horse stall. <laughs> Maybe you're putting on your Shazam cosplay outfit. Shazam! Or maybe you're walking through a field to go cow tipping. Doesn't matter to us. We just want to be the 30 to 42 minutes you've been waiting for all week. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) 
Our guest today is Nick Shaw, who is the co-founder of Renaissance Periodization, or we like to say RP yes. for short. Yes. That is really a multi-million dollar health and fitness company that has improved the lives of literally hundreds of thousands of clients around the world. First and foremost, Nick, welcome to Thoughts at Rock. Well, guys, thanks so much for having me on, and I'm glad you said it. I actually just refer to it as RP myself because, <laughs> truth be told, I can barely spell Renaissance Periodization. So. Yes, either word. Yes. Either one of them is a problem for me. Uh, yes, <laughs> RP is what we're going to go with. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the Perfect. time. I mean, we sure we got to admit. Nick's a big deal. Like, I mean, he, he's very, you know, he plays it very unassuming. He's super yeah. humble, but the dude's got like a bazillion followers. The company has done amazing things and uh, we're incredibly happy to, to have you on Thoughts That Rock, brother. Oh man, thanks so much. Likewise, guys, appreciate it. I thought you were going to say he's got like a bazillion abs. Well, yes, <laughs> he has that too. A bazillion oh, more man. than we do. <laughs> yes, he's, he's got one more than me. You know, we have to laugh. Every time we, you know, uh, we, we see Nick's book or Nick's picture, it's like it just reminds us to put the donut down. Yes. <laughs> Although when, that well, red light, when the red yeah, light yeah, is on, when the red light is on, you have to go in at, at, right? at Krispy Kreme. It's the law, Nick. You've got to go in and have yes. a donut. Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, they taste really good for sure. I mean, funny enough, well, that'll be kind of what we talk a little bit about today. So. Awesome. All right. All right. All right. Oh, he's got a little teaser. Okay. Got it. I like it. Well, listen, RP has been featured in Forbes magazine, yep. and um, I know that, that they showcased the company's rise, and really Nick's as well, from – being a small business to an influential tech company with an industry-leading app, and we can talk about that. Nick has personally helped coach many world-class athletes, including CrossFit Games champions. I think he's done some stuff with international medalists and weightlifting, UFC fighters, Navy SEALs, Olympians. He, he's done it all, really. It's true. And together with this team, RP has sold hundreds of thousands of books over the years, ranging from nutrition and training and recovery and creating healthy habits. These are books that I don't know anything about. Um, Nick has a new book that came out in January called Fit for Success, Yes, Lessons on Achievement and Living Your Best Life. And to be transparent, he is one of our awesome clients at Bookstar PR. And yep. I know we've already showered him with some praise. We're just really thrilled that he's here. So, Nick, listen, we do things a little bit differently. If you've listened to some of the episodes, we don't do the long traditional interview format. We like to get right to the heart of the matter, which is these yep. great pieces of leadership advice that our audience is uh, – thirsting for. So we're going to leave the floor open to you. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock number one. Yeah, when you guys reached out, I was like, oh man, I think I have a really good one that might be a little bit different. So we go back in time a little bit. I was probably about 16 years old and I'm um, sitting around. I'm from Michigan, by the way. So I'm going to say my dad and I were sitting around drinking pop. So that's what we call it in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Not soda or whatever. And uh, so you're sitting around, you know, you're drinking carbonated beverages. And what do you have to do? You have to belch, of course. And so, you know, my dad does. And uh, I kind of give him one of those funny looks like, well, gee, dad, like, what are you doing? And uh, he looks directly at me. And without even hesitation, he says, son, if it feels good, do it. And now I'm 16-year-old male. So I immediately think, well, wow, this is the greatest advice I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm 16 years old at the time, you know, right? Like whatever, sophomore, junior in high school. I'm like, 
I'm ready to give my, my dad the, the literal, you know, father of the year award. I'm like, wow, this is, this is life changing. And immediately he knew what he had said had been misinterpreted. In, and he's like, no, well, no, no, I'm sorry. sorry. You know, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. And um, it was just really funny because it's, it's one of these stories that's always stuck with me. And it's almost what I like to call the, uh, the, the best worst advice I've ever received. <laughs> yep, yep, you know, a thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so again, it's just always stuck with me and just kind of as, as I've gotten older and, and matured and whatever, I've kind of just realized how opposite that is of what actually makes you successful. And it really ties into the whole idea of instant versus delayed gratification. Yeah, so yeah. even when you guys at the beginning, when you guys were talking about the donut thing, I was like, well, that's actually a really good segue into this. Because if you think about it, in, in how many different areas of our lives does that instant versus delayed gratification, uh, you know, come, come to reality? Of, yeah. All yeah. the areas. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. It's got, it, honestly, more than it should. And, uh, and so I guess part of that, how, how were you able to sort of take that take that advice twist it so that it wasn't just free license to do whatever the heck you wanted to do how have you sort of transitioned that into something that's worked for you yeah yeah well i mean so literally i kind of already knew in high school luckily i kind of found out myself that um so i was a runner in high school and i wasn't a very good runner my freshman year in high school like literally out of eight or nine people we had on our team, the top seven were varsity uh, in, in cross country. I wasn't even varsity as a freshman, but our coach was like, hey, you guys need to run 100 miles over the summer before sophomore year practice starts in the fall. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm told to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. No problem, whatever. We have like a couple months to get it done. And I show up day one of uh, my sophomore year, and I was literally running with all the top guys from the year before. And I started to think to myself, well, gee, this is really strange. Well, come to find out, I was really the only person that had run the whole 100 miles that Uh, summer. mm. It was kind of one of these things where I was like, well, if I'm willing to kind of put in the work now and have a little bit more of like a long-term mindset, well, chances are, you know, through hard work or whatever, I can probably come out a little bit better than, you know, trying to rush the process. And uh, really ever since, you know, this time. The concept ties in so perfect with fitness that I really don't even need to, you know, expand on that. It's like, well, what do you do? Shoot, do you watch Netflix and, you know, binge eat all the junk food or whatever? Or like most people know they probably shouldn't be doing that quite as much. You might be a little bit better off if you're out there, you know, uh, maybe exercising a little bit, uh, maybe trying to eat a little bit better. And so I'm just, it, it works so perfect in fitness. But then the more I thought about it, it really applies to business as well. So for example, you know, a lot of people, they get on social media and they see all these, you know, crazy posts of people doing all these insane things and they kind of get misled or they misinterpret it to think that success happens pretty quickly. And I mean, I'm talking to you guys, you know, you guys know this as well, but that's just not the case. Right, right. And so when you take that delayed gratification approach and you shift to having a longer term time horizon, you're just going to be much, much better off. Maybe not so much in the immediate short term, but definitely in the long term. You know, you were saying something about, I think, your work ethic, too. And, you know, something, again, you were able to twist it, like Brant was saying, where you've made this almost the anti-mantra for you. You're, you're like, you know, mm-hmm. now I want to avoid that. You can still dip into it every once in a while, but because you focus on nutrition and health and, and, and exercise and even just 
great work. You know, work ethic is just, it seems like it's almost a lost art. And, and Brent and I talk about this all the time that I just believe everything is learned behavior. You learn everything from, like you said, your dad, your parents, your friends, your, the playground, religion, lack of religion, whatever it is, when you get to a certain age, you are the way you are. And so you can change. You've got to have that mindset, but you've got all of this stuff that's now ingrained in you. And I guess my question would be, all this work that you do to help coach other people, I, I'm for sure people have this mindset that it's always been a certain way in their lifestyle. You know, if you could maybe point to one, I don't know, secret or best practice or piece of advice to get real behavior change out of people, what would that be? What's like the one thing you can go to with almost anybody? Well, can I give you two? Sure. I guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're used to just people. We've got a low, we've got a low threshold. We, you you know. want to bring two. That's awesome. That's it. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so my first thought immediately jumps to just, you know, kind of having the discipline, but, but even, you know, through like our own RP strength podcast, where we'll talk to some of our top athletes and you know coaches. One of the really cool things is you, you get to hear, you know, literally some of the best athletes in the entire world talk about, you know, discipline and how do they stay motivated and how they, you know, keep training day in and day out, even when it's really hard. And the one thing that kept coming up through, and literally I was just kind of astounded. I was like, wow, like every single person has said this, it's just that no matter if they're feeling like they want to do it or not, they just kind of take a step in the right direction. So for example, you know, maybe they're not feeling it, but you know what? They're like, Hey, I'm just going to go and just maybe warm up and that's it. Like, I'm just going to go warm up. And then they get in the gym and they start warming up and all of a sudden they start feeling better. I mean, you know how it is. Maybe you start going for a walk, like whatever it is, you just got to take that first step. And once you do, it just becomes a lot easier. It's like you, you're kind of moving downhill at that point where it's like you're all uphill just until you get going. And that first step kind of sets the ball in motion. Now you're going a little bit downhill. So I think that's probably the first thing. And the second thing I think really, I guess this does tie in with the first part pretty well. It's just taking these little small steps. People think that a lot of times they have to do these crazy big things, but that's not really the case. Cause I mean, guys, correct me if you think I'm mistaken here, but you just, it, it doesn't take these miraculous, huge things. A lot of times it's just these little steps in the right direction, but it's just doing them in the long term and long enough that you start seeing results. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Agreed. So to be transparent here, I've, uh, Brant will be shocked by this, but I've never really worked out uh, ever in my life. <laughs> what? Yes. It's a shocker. <laughs> no, I had, you know, I had one of these uh, early Bowflex uh, rubber weight systems. So it was all about of resistance. Course. Um, and I had that back in high school. We all did, right? Like a members only jacket. We all did, uh, absolutely. And then uh, I sometimes total, I used it while I, total, I was working. Total out. gym baby, Chuck <laughs> Norris. Come on, oh, okay. I had the total gym. No, yeah. I didn't have. I didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> but then also, you know, the work office would have a gym, and I would sporadically use it every once in a while during lunch, and it was a little bit of a pain in the butt. And now, what uh, the running joke that Brant and I have is. You know, I've got this um, Bowflex Max trainer stepper at my house because, you know, I was wooed by its 14-minute uh, workout. <laughs> I can't get past five minutes. I'm wheezing <laughs> over there. So the thing just collects dust now. And I'm – so I asked this on behalf of everybody, like, what's the one secret sauce? Because I think to your point, it, one, it's not anything major if you could just take little steps. But mm -hmm. just take the first step. Just start doing something, a little bit of walking or a little bit of a yep. – even a five-pound weight, Brant, would help me. 
<laughs> I'm just I'm talking myself into working out. Yes. Um, so my question is, can I can I still eat lasagna and creme brulee and still be in relatively good shape? <laughs> That's all I really need to know. That's not a real question. Oh, I'm just well, 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 well. well. I'll, I'll treat it as a real question. So <laughs> I mean, yes, you can. So so here's the thing: you you can and should if you want to eat kind of just a, a, a balanced, healthy lifestyle for the long term. You have to be able to eat some things that you enjoy. I mean, let's be honest, if you're only eating, you know, dried chicken and broccoli the rest of your life, no one's ever going to follow that. Uh, the, the trick is probably, you know, again, uh, it reminds me of, um, of a really good book called Tiny Habits by, by mm-hmm. B.J. Fogg. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so true because it's like you, people think that these huge, huge drastic changes need to be made for health and fitness. And a lot of the times, especially for someone that's brand new to it, it's just like you said, it's like, honestly, just try to walk 20 minutes a few times a week. To get yeah. started. Yeah. Yeah. Let was, that become a habit. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I was like, I think I was on TikTok watching one of these. There's a couple of people on TikTok that I follow that are, they, they, they give quick little short workout sort of ideas and things to do that, you know, for if you, you know, we don't have time to, I, I should say this. We say we don't have time to go to the gym. It's a choice. It is a choice. I'm sure if we wanted to, if it was a passion of ours, we'd make the time to go to the gym, just like we make time to work on all the things that we're working on. But, but for, you know, as I was sort of looking, one of the things that's going around now is like, there's no such thing as bad food or good food, right? Like it, it comes down to calories. And, and it's calories in calories out. And if that's the conversation that, that I'm seeing now more than anything is that you can eat all the bad food you want, but no, you're going to have to do and butt ton of work to burn those calories. Otherwise there's no way you're going to lose weight. If you're, if that's the goal. And I think there's a, there's probably a difference between getting to that point that you feel good and then maintaining that once you're there. Um, mm-hmm. But, but what do you think of this sort of, uh, I've seen it at least two times a day now where it's just about calories in and calories out. How do you f- sort of feel about that whole conversation? It's a really big piece of the puzzle, but I think a lot of times uh, people on the flip side of that. So there's a lot of people that are like, calories are everything. It's literally the only thing. And yeah. then on the flip side of that, you get people that are like, that's absolutely a joke. You're saying you can eat donuts literally all day long. And it's like, these are just two polar opposite things yeah. that I don't think really help people. The truth is almost always in the middle, right? Yeah. When, when yeah. you have these just, you know, geez, I hate to say this, you know, it's kind of like politics, right? You got people that go way too far one way or the other. A lot of times truth somewhere in the middle. So in terms of the calorie thing, it's like if you follow the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time you're eating mostly whole nutritious foods, you know, think chicken breast and, you know, lean proteins and fruits and veggies and your, your healthy fats. If you are predominantly eating those, you are, you're doing two things. You're eating good high quality foods, but by default, yeah. you're also controlling for your calories. So it's yeah. like, you just start there. Yeah. Because again, it goes back to the lasagna and you know, creme yeah. brulee that you mentioned. Yeah. Well, you want to probably have some room in there where you can eat some things that you like, because otherwise you're never going to stick to it in the long term. But again, if we just think about the 80-20 rule, it's like mm-hmm. you kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like with me talking about lasagna, I'm not going to be invited onto the ARP strength <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid. I feel like Me- I'm mental strength, Jim. Oh, is that's, that where, that's where you're going to be in the mental strength. That's category. the only space I can play in, which would be fine. <laughs> but let me ask you this, Nick, this just to sort of put you on the spot. I mean, I honestly, we talked about this even before getting on the show. I mean, you, you have a lot of great things going on in your life. You seem to be living the dream when it comes to fitness and nutrition and work and, you know, having tough conversations with people, these things that again, to your point, you know, sometimes those aren't, those don't feel good, but you seem to have overcome all of those. Where is it that you think you personally fall short? Just, just out of curiosity. Uh, yeah, everywhere. What? <laughs> For real? Yeah, yeah, everywhere. So, no, no, so, I mean, and I don't mean this in a negative way in, in any sort, but like, I just, the way I view myself is like, I don't know, I might be okay at some things, but I feel like there's so much room to improve in literally every single area that, um, you know, I'm just, I don't know, I've always had that mindset where, I don't know, I'm just always trying to get better. Like, I just know there's always something more that I can do to mm. getting better, whether it's reading, learning, you know, exercising, fitness, whatever it is, right? And, uh, you know, hopefully I try to apply those same things to RP. And, uh, you know, for example, like our app, well, it's like, you know, the app's an iterative thing, right? You just kind of, you should be coming out with new updates and new features every few months. I kind of just view, I don't know, my whole life is that. Mm. After, you know, again, it's just these little small habits, but you just keep doing them each and every day and you're just going to get better outcomes in the long run. You just keep doing these things. And I don't know, that's just kind of how I approach it. I mean, yeah, I, I certainly amazing. appreciate you guys, you know, saying nice things, but um, I don't know. I just kind of have in my own head. I'm like, well, I don't know. There's always something to get better. You can always do better. Well, I think it, I mean, it leads perfectly into our thought that, that mm-hmm. we're going to share. And our thought this week comes from uh, Mason Cooley. And, and we just uh, sort of talking through all this, it just hit hit home so hard because every day that Jim and I decide we're going to lunch, uh, uh, this, this sort of quote uh, would be really good for us to think about before we make our decisions. But it's this, the, <laughs> the quote is this. Thoughts that rock number two. Procrastination makes easy things hard and hard things harder. And um, we always have this joke that we're sitting somewhere where we have every intention of making a healthy choice. And then uh, one of us looks at the other one and goes, we start tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's the day we start. (laughs) And then we order our, our, you know, double cheeseburger. And so, uh, you know, I think that this is such a, uh, we've seen this in, uh, in business even, right? I mean, this is the thing. If you wait too long to have a difficult conversation, um, it makes it that much harder to have that conversation six months down the road, right? And and who knows the damage caused to the business or the relationships or any of those sorts of things. Like you've got to sort of do it when you when you recognize it when you can make that little change that you were just talking about. If you can treat it that way and say, look, this isn't a massive overhaul. This is a little tweak and you approach it in that way. You have, there's hope, right? But, but if you wait too long and it becomes this massive undertaking, then all of a sudden that hope seems like it's 10 miles away. Well, it's stressful. It's drama. It's, you know, and then you're not really at your best game when you're having all of a sudden, you know, flurry around and try and get the thing done. Uh, is that what you've recognized, especially I would assume on the, on the fitness side, 
it's different for is it I should say this is it different for someone to come in and say look all I want to lose is 15 pounds or all I want to do is get into a, a better cardio shape where my heart's in a better condition um, or the person who goes, I need to lose a hundred pounds. I mean, is the mindset, have you noticed the mindset basically the same from one who is, you could argue is fairly easy, 15 pounds, whatever, just make some better choices to the person who know, you know, it's got a longer journey in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely a big difference there. Just in terms of, I think a lot of times the folks that have a lot more weight to lose, they just, they don't view it as much of a long-term thing as they do, you know, they, they finally, whatever it is, someday something happens and they're like, hey, you know what, like I am super motivated now. Yeah. And that's great. All right. I mean, you know, a lot of times we need that inspiration, that spark, that, that motivation to get us going, get us moving in the right direction. But a lot of times what, what happens is people use that almost to their own detriment because then they try to get these goals too fast yeah. and it's not, it's not that easy. And they soon discover that after the first couple of weeks, they might not discover that in week one, because a lot of times that motivation can get you through, you know, the first week or two where you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, go, go. I'm, you know, feeling great. Yeah. And then, you know, inevitably people are going to hit a little plateau or you're going to have to do something a little bit different. And then they, they kind of start to panic or they sort of realize that, wow, I probably bit off more than I could chew. And then what happens, you get discouraged, you kind of backslide, you backtrack. And yeah, it's just, man, I think honestly, a lot of times these things just come down to just your, your time horizon. That person almost loses 100 pounds. I mean, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Just approach it in terms of these little tiny steps and go, all right, well, I just need to lose the first 10 or 15 pounds. Mm, yeah. Let's just do that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's to eat the elephant. It. <laughs> it's yes. the, how do you eat an elephant, right? I mean, that's that's the same basic premise. Uh -huh. I think so. And I, I think it's the same, you know, one of the things that we both appreciate, Jim and I, with you is you've been able to take some of these lessons that you've learned uh, on the health and fitness side and really transfer them to the business world, which is, uh, I mean, a skill in and of itself. But but when when people start to think through those same types of processes when it comes to a healthy business, um, it's the same sort of thing, right? It's not, look, your transformation doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, whether that's physically, whether that's for your business, whatever it is. And you know, what we have found over the years is, is transformation in the business world is a, is a four letter word, right? They don't want to talk about transformation because transformation is painful and expensive. And like, that's the mindset that you go against. So you have to sort of play the game a little bit and talk about the bits and pieces that they need to approach that would eventually end up in transformation, mm -hmm. <laughs> but they don't want to talk about it as a whole. But if you approach it to them as a, all we're going to look at is this little piece. That's it. And when you get done with that little piece, we're going to go over here and look at this little piece. And when you start to approach it in that way, everybody's much more apt to say, yeah, let's go ahead and try something mm -hmm. as opposed to we need to lose a hundred pounds, right? I mean, that is a, that is such a, a, a monumental task and people view business the same way. How have you on the business side um, with RP, how have you sort of taken that mindset and grown? I mean, you guys are incredibly successful. How have you, is, is that been the approach where you just go, you know what, we're going to focus on this little piece until that's right. And then move to the next. 
Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I think it's just really trying to just make sure, I guess from day one, it's always been a couple of core things. It's like, all right, well, we want to make sure that we have a product that works, that actually delivers results. So we're very confident that we have that. And then the next piece is, all right, well, now we just kind of want to make sure that we you know, treat people well, have good customer service and all that. And those are kind of like the two core things. And then the rest has been like, all right, well, now let's just kind of get some of our stuff out there, you know, test it, get some feedback. And then let's just keep getting that feedback, making little step-by-step improvements because yeah, I have a hundred things that I would love to see our app be able to do and, you know, have maybe uh, multiple apps that can do all these different things and whatnot. But Again, like if you look at it from that big picture, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, like we're never going to be able to get there. Well, if you have the right time horizon, you're like, okay, well, here's what we're going to need to do over the next year. Okay, here's probably what we need to do over the next two or three years. And you know what? Maybe like five years down the road, we'll kind of have all this stuff put together. Now, of course, yes, I want it. I want it yesterday. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's not really realistic, especially right. when you get into software development. So. Sure. That's not, uh, that's not a quick process, guys. That's, uh, that's putting it lightly. So it's just really, I've had to change my own expectations quite a bit and kind of learn my own hard lessons. And that, uh, you know, for example, sometimes people would ask for this update and I'd go to our engineering team and be like, hey guys, like, you know, how's it coming? I know we've been working on this for a while. And they'd be like, hey, you know what? It's great. Like, we think we can probably have it out next month. And then I'll go on social media because I'm dumb. I'll start spouting off like, hey, <laughs> this is awesome. We're probably going to have it ready like next month. Like, be ready for it. It's going to be awesome. And then next month comes and, you know, something ha- you know, happens on the yeah. software side or whatever. And then those people are like, well, you know, where's this thing that you said was going to be here? And I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's coming. You know, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's coming next month. And then, you know, next month yes. comes and something else happens. And I'm like, oh. I got to stop doing this. And then I eventually just learned, you know what? I'm just going to say, hey, it's coming in the future sometime. We're working really hard, yeah. but that's just how it goes. So, yeah, I mean, even I've you know, learned that lesson numerous times myself. So usually when people ask for timelines, I'm just like, you know what? Software is a really long time thing. Uh, you know, we're always working on making improvements. Um, it's coming. Just don't yeah. know when. I, th- I think in that particular case, you know, you're relying on a lot of other people. Um, you know, when I first heard this Mason Cooley quote, especially around procrastination, my mind immediately went to business because mm-hmm. I've just always been a list maker. And I used to actually teach people around time management about how to write lists and you do these letters and you don't go from one area to another. And it was all this stuff until I became a licensed facilitator for Stephen Covey. And so when you get to the seven habits of highly effective people, it's the exact opposite. Like they don't want you to prioritize a schedule. They want you to schedule your priorities. And a lot of the stuff that you play in, I really do think Nick is that mentality. You got to focus on the most important. And, you know, I just, I, I learned during all that training and I knew that early on that, you know, people like myself that, that are list makers, you know, endorphins are released when you're checking off a list and it's an yeah. even bigger high when it's a list that you created. Mm-hmm. And so let's say like, like I do every day, I have way too much stuff on my list. That's my own list that I've created. There's like two dozen things in there and I avoid all the hard stuff. Like I, the things that might take one item, one project that would take all day. I mean, I should be going out of my way, let's say to, to start writing my next book. But that's all day, and I could spend time doing that. But instead, ooh, I feel good checking off these things throughout the day going, I feel like I was productive, but really <laughs> I've avoided the thing that's the most important. And now where we sort of come, you know, circle back around, 
that thing that was pretty important to me is now just going to be harder and it's going to be drama filled and I'm going to get frustrated at some point. And I guess, you know, my question, although I used to teach this, I could learn, you know, from my own medicine and I would love to be able to take it the exact opposite that you, that at least Brant, the way you poised the question, which is, I feel like from a business standpoint, we do pretty good about not procrastinating where I procrastinate is all that personal stuff. You know, the stuff that I was joking about before, but it is, nutrition and health and wellness like that stuff. I'm like, who's got time for that? I got these 10 other things I should be working. Well, I think it comes back to it to to Nick's original thought, which is if it feels good, do it. And the truth of the matter is (laughs) those sorts of things for neither one of us, they don't feel good. We don't enjoy working out. We don't enjoy going to the gym because if we did, if they were these things that felt good, we would just do them. Yeah. But when they're not, that's where the real, that's where the second quote really comes in because we end up procrastinating. Yeah. Fair enough. And that, that making the easy things, hard thing, all of a sudden, three months down the road, all the personal stuff that we have pushed becomes a mountain instead of a hill because we've been doing the things that feel good to us, which is checking things off the box to make sure the business is healthy. This is that, or that is that it's such a, it's such a balance, isn't it? I mean, I, my guess is Nick, that that's, that is the key thing for, for you with all of your clients is teaching them balance of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys just nailed it right there. I I have a lot of commentary to add. I think the the two quotes do go hand in hand and sometimes it's so easy. It actually makes me think of uh, the deep work concept, right? And that, Mm -hmm. you know, you have all this work in front of you and well, like it's, it's easy to do some stuff on social media and check your emails and reply to a couple of things. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I feel good. Like I did something. Meanwhile, the hard work that you probably should have done first, yes. you know, now you put it off and it's yeah. like, man, it's just, it does. It becomes harder when you put it off. Cause now you th- it's like, it's a double edged sword in that you you're thinking about it while you're doing that other stuff. It's kind of in the back of your head. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, I need to start writing that second book. Like, Oh, I should have started that. And then when it's actually time to get go, you know, actually do it. Then you're like, Oh man, like this is going to be so hard. I put it off. Ah, ah. And uh, it is tough, man. I think that just goes back to the whole idea where just, I think sometimes you just got to rip that Band-Aid off and just, hey, you know what? I just got to start start doing it. Even yep. if it's, I got to write 100 words. Like just yep. getting the ball moving. That was directed. I'm going to make. Yeah. That he was, was completely directed he, to you. He was really talking to me, wasn't he? This is <laughs> yes, an intervention is what I now feel well, like. We don't want to say Nick and I to. talked before. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a. Man, we love the stuff you're doing. I mean, I'm, we're just thrilled, you know, not only just you being a part of that Bookstar PR family, but just us watching your book and, and doing what it does is fantastic. But, you know, we're just, uh, we, we love cheering you on from the side. Where can we get other people to check out more of you and more of RP story if they want to get involved? Yeah, totally. Instagram's probably the best spot. So my own personal page is uh, at nick.shaw.rp. And then uh, the RP Instagram is at RP Strength. Oh, nice and easy. Love Fantastic. It. Well, thanks, man. We're just so happy that uh, you're in our orbit. And uh, hopefully we can get some people to put some eyeballs on, on uh, seeing if they can either change their life, change their habits, maybe pick up a book or two along the way, man. That'd be amazing. That would be great. Absolutely. All right, man. We, we love it. We'll talk to you soon. Rock on. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. 
Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!